Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. I'm Melissa Hyak sitting in for Michelle Martin on your money on Money FM 89.3. Now, being able to turn your passion into a financially viable career is the dream of many people, mine included, except I don't think that's a job for just lying around and watching YouTube all day. <laughs> but that's the story of our guest on today's Money and Me. She decided to risk a lucrative career in banking to pursue her true passion. From being a high flyer banker to an even more impressive baker, Lena Chan, co-founder and pastry chef at Madabao Souk, the uh, award-winning gourmet restaurant and patisserie has truly turned her dreams into a reality. Now, baking used to be her way of coping with the stress of her job, but she decided to throw herself into baking, taking week-long courses while uh, amid uh, hectic uh, project launches at work before finally leaving her full-time job in 2013 to hone her skills at Le Cordon Bleu in Paris. Now, after she trained under old Parisian masters, she went on to amass over two decades of experience in French fine cuisine and pastries. Today, she is the undisputed confectionery queen of Singapore since 2016 and won Mad About Souk many awards, such as Singapore Tatler's Best Patisserie, Wine and Dine's Singapore Top Restaurants and more. And in 2018 and 2021, Lena Chan was also nominated for the Pastry Chef of the Year Award by the World Gourmet Summit. Intrigued by her life journey? Well, let's welcome Lena Chan and Eric Chan, co-founders at Mad About Souk, to share their incredible baking journey. Well, technically, Eric, you don't bake, right? Only Lena does the baking. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I keep my hands in the uh, hot kitchen over the stove. Uh, Lena takes care of the, uh, you know, the bakery side of things. Uh, mm. We don't kind of get involved with one another because, you know, uh, she has her own stance and uh, direction on how pastry should be like. Mm-hmm. And, and Lina is actually more forward when it comes to pastry because having trained in uh, Gordon Bleu, mm-hmm. uh, she was trained by seven of the top 15 mm-hmm. uh, this year in the world. So yeah, she has a direction and no one messes with it. She is more neoclassical and more Baroque style. So we divide and conquer separately. <laughs> oh, okay. I was wondering, how does that translate into you know the baking world? Okay, would I be correct to say that it was actually Lena who started this whole, you know, right from the start. She was the one who, who actually was the instigator in this final destination. Okay, I know it's not a final destination yet, but this destination where you are at with Mad About Souk. Uh, yes, yes because uh, for many years, mm. I was working in a bank and at the same time, I was baking at night or during the weekend. Mm. So, uh, it has always been my passion in terms of uh, baking and de- cake decoration. Mm. So, I wanted to just do it without any regret. Mm. So, that's when I decided to leave my job. But it's just a matter of time. So, I think probably took like three years to finally decide to, to quit my job and left to pursue a pastry course at uh, Cordon Bleu. Mm, mm. Yeah, so yeah, I was uh, actually lucky to have the uh, support and motivation for my family and the team mm. as well. 
Mm-hmm. So after that, I just went ahead. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. But we've heard about how you prepared yourself in honing your skills, right? Um, before becoming, going full-time into what is, you know, a passion. And, you know, in relative terms, people look at banking jobs like, wow, it pays a lot of money. It's very stable income. You get your CPF, your save, you got your leave, you know. Everything's kind of covered properly, right? Whereas when you go yeah. into business, it's a completely different world. So we know that you prepared your skills for it. How did you prepare yourself financially for it in the lead up uh, to, you know, ditching okay. your full-time job? Because we knew you took courses and all to take care of your skills at baking. Yes, correct, right? So you're preparing correct. yourself in terms of your skills. But what about the, you know, the harsh realities of life, you know, financially? You need to make sure that you are financially viable. And all that. what kind of steps did you take in preparation for it? I think, Melissa, you're so, so spot on because traveling on passion is good. It can only last so long. Beyond that, it's actually the, the real practicalities and realities of life, basically, uh, the financial part of things. So the truth of the matter is, uh, for, for this to happen, right, uh, financially, I think a person has to be, you know, taking care of all the financial commitments. Because you, you don't want to have financial commitments and, and yet going for your passion and then going for the next bill that you need to pay the next day. Mm. So I think for us, we're lucky. Uh, we, we, ha- we had our run the earlier part of our career. So uh, we made all our financial uh, commitments. Uh, we kind of started that way earlier on in our life. <gasps> yeah. So this became a a passion project, uh, a real passion project. So um, having said that, we are commercially quite different from many other places. Uh, while everybody talks about cost cuttings and all, uh, we are talking about innovations. We are talking mm. about creativity. Mm. Uh, we use only fresh and chill, natural and organic ingredients mm. at Mab or Sucre. Mm. And, you know, and we all know how expensive natural ingredients are these days. Uh, they are at least three to four times more expensive yes. than synthetic ingredients. Yes. But I think all this came from our DNA and that's specifically why Lena started uh, the brand. It was very much to do with her child. Uh, her first born child, which I'm sure she'll be happy to share with you. Uh, <laughs> yes, because yeah. uh, he was uh, he was born premature, oh. and so his immune is uh, on the lower side. And okay. uh, the thing is, uh, because of that, then I got started into finding out more, getting more information, trying to buy um, more natural ingredients to prep for his meals. Okay. So yeah, that's when I decided uh, it's just not enough to just do that. Just right. buy from, yeah. So, so why not I get more knowledge on mm, that mm. and do it myself? Yeah. Uh, oh. I think that's how, that's how we started this. So, uh, this was started uh, in a 2014 with the direction that, uh, you know, we can cook and bake whatever we want, but ultimately, the nephew, uh, the prematurely born nephew, has to run in in the afternoon after school and uh, eat here and tap out for dinner and all those stuff. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. So, so the journey was that if it's good enough for the family, it's good enough for the guests. And that's how we started the whole journey, actually, okay. in 2014. Okay, two things I should make clear to, to you know, uh, our, our listeners, actually. Number one, uh, to find out, how's your kid doing now, coping okay? Lena? Oh, he's 18 years old now. Ah, okay. Uh, he's oh. having his A-level soon. <laughs> yeah, having okay. his A-level well, still soon a kid, and going right? NS soon. So he's doing fine. <laughs> okay. So in fact, okay. uh, when he was uh, like uh, seven years old, he was uh, discharged to be asthma-free. Wow. So yeah, he was doing a lot better. So so indirectly, actually, this is also like a, a bit of a uh, healthy eating PSA, you know, for people. Yes. You know, if you want to, to be healthy, yeah. in fact, it can even potentially uh, either lower the risk or maybe even eliminate the risk of certain, you know, uh, a normal, you know, uh, life irritants, Correct. right? Because Health the, irritants. Yeah. Yeah. Because with all the synthetic colors and mm. stuff, Mm-mm. he 
basically get allergy from all those things and mm. then he will just start wheezing and his asthma will just kick in. So mm-hmm. it's like every two weeks we have to bring him to see the doctor. Mm-hmm. So it was a pain actually during those few years. <laughs> oh, okay. And actually yeah. the second thing I want to clarify with our viewers and, and some the very sharp ones we probably have already picked up already that um, Eric Chan is not Lena's husband, although they share the same surname, he's in fact Lena's <laughs> <laughs> brother. So can we call uh, Mad About Sucre? You pronounce it Sucre, right? Mad About Sucre, um, can we call it a family business? I, I wouldn't say it's a family business. First, there, was, uh, actually, there is actually another founder uh, in the business. Uh, that's James Tan. Uh, he is actually... Um, uh, ex-colleague as well in in our older in our earlier corporate years, uh, retire early as well, and then uh, get get to do this together. And and because we we are a very people-oriented company, uh, along the ways, uh, a lot of the old timers here have also become part of the company, or rather shareholders. Or, oh, you know. So so here we we it's, it's all it's really about taking care of the quality first because uh, once that happens, uh, the business take care of itself. Mm. And, and of course, with that, we take care along you know, the, the people that are with us together. Our guy running the operations has actually been here for the last seven years. Mm. And, and during uh, COVID, uh, we threw nobody under the bus. In fact, we hired more people and doing what we can as Singaporeans. Mm. So yeah, I mean, as a Singapore homegrown brand, a Singaporean mm. establishment and a Singapore first um, company, mm. uh, we do what we can uh, during the covid Wow, but yeah, I'm glad you brought up COVID because um, it was very tough uh, on you know uh, everybody, especially you know uh, I think in terms of businesses. I think for for a lot of uh, businesses, they they've faced you know very harsh times, right? Some even had to close down, um, and I there was a period when the um, vigilance was so at such a level that even, you know, pastiseries, because you're not considered essential foods, right, were not allowed to yeah. open. How did you guys pull through that period? I mean, I know you've given us a, a sense of that just now, Eric, but, but tell us, can you go into more details about yeah, that? Yeah, sure, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, when we first uh, started the restaurant uh, about eight years ago, I mean, uh, to answer your question uh, earlier on, uh, actually, the, the, the finance part of things, uh, we actually spent about almost 700 to get this off the ground uh, to start the brand. That was uh, eight years ago. Mm. Uh, And having come from our various uh, corporate background, James and I were in C-suites actually. Mm. So we, uh, and Lena was doing a lot of uh, innovation uh, on his front end as well Mm. during her corporate days. So Mm. we actually were very conservative. We actually stand by, uh, put almost eight months worth of operation expense as our reserve basically. So we were lucky that all this expense uh, never came into use. But uh, during COVID, uh, this operating expense that we put aside as reserve became very, very handy uh, mm-hmm. to tie us through the operational part of uh, things. But I think most gratefully, we are very grateful to our loyal customer. Mm-hmm. Um, 70% of our customers are actually repeat customers here at Mapa Sucre, mm-hmm. which is amazingly high. Uh, mm-hmm. Some statistics show that basically 6% are uh, is a norm for any restaurant for repeat customers. Mm. Uh, we are tenfolds of that, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm. So we, we are very lucky to have that as well. Mm-hmm. And, and 
I'm thinking about the kind of challenges that were faced also by, um, you know, uh, Lena, because creatively she's the one, you know, producing the the goods, right? Actually, and yeah. and there were supply issues, supply chain issues in general for the whole world, right? So, did you find um, how? Do, okay, what I'm trying to ask is like, you know, the challenges. Did it somehow ignite a bit of your creativity and resourcefulness, and and you know, uh, the kind of uh, you know pastries that you you come up with to to try and address the times and yet you know not compromise on the kind of you know uh, quality and, and, and ex- exciting sort of creations that people have come to expect from your restaurant Melissa I'll tell you the truth uh, sometimes cooking with Lina is a pain actually ah? she is stubbornly <laughs> stubborn very stubborn speaking very like stubborn. a sibling typical <laughs> yeah, she is very stubborn and she is very stubborn and Spanish with her quality of things mm. uh, she has been dealing with quality ingredients since she was a home baker, and basically the DNA thing of this place is, is, is exactly like her. It's like, if I can't serve to my family, I don't serve to anybody. So since day one, it was really about quality. Uh, imagine when we start out, those are one with only four pastry selection, and and nobody in the right mind would actually do that. <laughs> but she's like, these are my four perfect ones. My son loved them, and then I'm gonna sell them. And you know what? It was a four pastry that started our whole journey, and over time the restaurant business comes in six months after and we're lucky because since for the last eight years we have forged a lot of networks you know some are new uh, alliances some are old contacts that we had during our corporate days mm-hmm. so uh, in terms of natural ingredients you know the french are very very produced prom mm-hmm. uh, you may want strawberries but they think that it's second mm-hmm. winter and they've yes, got the yes. best blueberries they'll send yes. you that yes. so so, <laughs> so we, we are dealing with that uh, all year round for mm-hmm. the last eight years of mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. imagine Four times a year because uh, in the French and the Spanish uh, side of things, there are European uh, seasons. Mm-hmm. So we deal with uh, fresh ingredients all year round, uh, mm-hmm. four times a year based on mm-hmm. season. And not forgetting all the Christmas and Mother's Day, Father's Day and New Year and all mm-hmm. those things. So mm-hmm. she, you know, um, she li- li- you know, in creatively Lina lives in a bubble. <laughs> uh, me as well in our hot site. So the, the front of the house team um, mm-hmm. actually takes care of the service uh, and, and any guest feedback. So that issues the entire we call it the creative team, uh, okay. to, to just focus on the creativity of things. The, I guess one of the issues with uh, the modern-day uh, F&B scene is that I guess the you know, chefs and bakers trying to be celebrities, celebrities trying to mm-hmm. be chefs and bakers and all. But, you know, but for her and us, I think we are just focused on one thing, that's to create and to innovate. Ah, so so uh, we, we have been fiercely protective of that uh, over here at Mabos, right? So... Yeah, <laughs> And I can tell you that despite what you say, I mean, you're like, you know, uh, sort of teasing uh, Lena a bit about her stubborn streak. You actually, <laughs> from the sound of it, reading between the lines, you're actually very proud of your, your sister uh, you know, in, in her, how would you say, her steadfast commitment to quality uh, for, for, you know, your, your customers. So maybe Lena, you tell us, I mean, this is your chance. I'm, sh- I'm shutting your brother up so you can speak now. <laughs> yeah, now you can, you know, get back at him, you know. Okay, what yeah. was okay. it? Like working with him, and, and importantly, also about you know the sort of um, how you get around you know COVID, uh, being you know at the creative end of the business. Actually, during COVID, uh, I do not have any problem because if the ingredient is mm. not of good quality, I don't use it at all. 
So I will just think up of another uh, uh, combination of the flavors that I want to present. Right. So yeah, so that's that's all I keep doing. So, so, I, so but how do you I, do I, the thinking? I mean, you just, you just sit there and you know let nobody disturb you. You know, look uh, at the garden. It's a it's a mix of uh, everything. Sometimes I'll just go to the supermarket to see what they have. Sometimes it's some drinks on the menu, mm. and sometimes in a Japanese restaurant. In fact, uh. The, the the last season where there was a um, lychee wasabi it, mm. and a lemon, mm. it was a it was a, during a dine-in with my family, my husband, mm. my kids, that my husband accidentally squeezed lemon on the wasabi, and the inspiration just come from there. Mm. So it's it's a lot of daily things that. That was going around that mm. gave me inspiration. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, what I find quite interesting also is that um, you know during COVID we've seen a lot of homegrown entrepreneurs, right? Yeah, uh, you know, from turning passion into a, a real career uh, and a very and a fairly lucrative one at that. So in your case, uh, and and we've also seen a number of cases similar to yours, family members getting together, you know, both sides quitting their jobs uh, mm-hmm. and going to business together. So uh, I would like to ask you, uh, given that your business has been in operation since how many years already? Eight years. Eight years, yeah. Eight years already, right? You've worked together, you've been through ups and downs, you've had your fights, your, I don't know, your tears and your things throwing around. <laughs> okay, so what tips might you have um, for people, uh, family members who decide that, you know, no matter how good their relationship is, right? Decide to get into yeah. business, what they need to watch out for. And secondly, because uh, I understand from what you've just said just now that among the co-founders, you also have a so-called non-blood person, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> An outsider, right? So, you know, what do you need to be mindful of? You know, because in a way, out of the three founders, there are two chans and one non-chan. One right? time. <laughs> yeah, one time, right. So how do you balance what do you what do you make sure to be also mindful of, to be considerate towards, you know, the other uh, founder who's not family? You understand the dynamics yep, that sure. I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah, so let's go let's uh we have about oh okay. Uh maybe <laughs> couple of minutes so we need to keep it oh actually a one minute. One. Yeah. Okay. Sharp and short. All right. For family yeah, members, guess, what to look out for? Yeah, I guess is basically respect the differences. So everybody is different, right? Everybody has different perspective based on their background, their training, uh, their experiences. So just accept the fact that everyone is different. Their thinking are different. Yeah. yeah. And I think Rushil also just make sure that everybody knows that uh, good is always the enemy of uh, great, basically. So being great is different from good. So uh, in, in, in whatever arguments and whatever discussion, it's always about being great. It's uh, not, not, not just being mediocre or good. Okay. Okay, um, maybe give one quick uh, practical uh, example of what you mean by respect because a lot of people, you know, respect is a very broad term and it's yep, very subjective right. how it's, it's translated. So in a disagreement, how would you demonstrate respect towards each other in, in putting across your we, point? We agree to disagree. Uh, when the, for example, when the concept of light sheer or something comes out, we are all shocked, white eye shocked kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but again, Lina said, don't judge, taste it first. I mean, okay. they say it was different. So I think with an open mind, uh, just being growing, growing up together and living under one roof is very different from working together. Mm. You may have all your disagreement, but uh, you know, when you go home and sleep and uh, you know, mm-hmm. speak it out, and then the next day is a different day. So mm. no, the good thing about working together as siblings is that there is no grudge, no, no grudges being held. That's mm. a good thing. And, and I think crucially, as well, Lina said, respect the differences because along the way we had all our you know, mm. We grew up differently mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, but in, in, in the name of all discussions and disagreement and agreement, uh, we all 
choose to agree that uh, it's a pursuit, it's a it's a journey uh, towards great. And and when things get tough, think go back and think of why uh, mm. people start this in the very first place. Mm-hmm. And and for us, it was about you know taking care of the kids, the prematurely uh, born child at the Lina site, mm-hmm. and then if it's good for the family, it's good for everybody else. Mm-hmm. So I think. Uh, so keeping so your eye on the ball it, yeah. and defining what the ball is, right? And, and it will everything. change. It will keep changing. And the truth is, uh, who is uh, there's no gold standard in the industry. You know, it doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you get an award. You're better than anybody else. It mm-hmm. was, because mm-hmm. taste is very subjective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Palettes are different as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I suppose, fortunately, in a way, if it is, I mean, I know you say agree to disagree and respectfully, right? Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes a decision has to be made, and both sides are standing their ground. Fortunate for your company that you have three founders, <laughs> an odd number, mm-hmm. and you can put it to a vote, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. So, okay, so let's bring in, you know, how you manage dynamics with James, because if for some reason, no matter how objectively you make your decisions, there may be times that it seems as if Eric and Lena seems to always be voting, you know, against, say, James in a decision, right? So how do you manage this, um, you know, dynamic of, of, of having maybe a majority, say, you know, of chance or of family members in in the founding group, you know, uh, and, and how do yeah. you be considerate towards, you know, so- your so the thing, the, the thing for us, because uh, the, the, the team members, quite a few of them, has actually elevated uh, up to the level of, of being partners as well. So, ah. so and everybody has the same DNA in terms of what we want for the company as well and what we want to produce. Uh, and, 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 and so far, it has been very logical. I mean, uh, I'm actually the illogical one because for me, I'm, I'm more artistically driven. Lena is more creatively driven. So James takes care of the things like conceptualization and marketing and the revenue side of things. Uh, you, know, the, you know, James looks after the bank's account as well. So for, uh, so he's a very cool, level, a very cool-headed uh, person that looks at facts and numbers uh, as well as, you know, so eventually you've got an innovative person, you've got a creative person, you've got a, a, a financial number person. Then, of course, from the team side, we're augmented by Kelvin and his team, which is about the operational effectiveness of, 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 of operations here and, and creating customer experiences. So I think eventually it, it all comes down to the crunch of that. But of course, when, when it's a tie vote across the board, then we all go back to the whiteboard and do the pros and cons. And mm. actually, how many pros and how many cons on the whiteboard decides everything. Mm. <laughs> wow, okay. Actually, you know, thank you so much for sharing um, so candidly with us about your experience uh, starting out, you know, the, the company and keeping it going. And it's also been very, well, actually, as a member of the public, actually quite heartwarming that we that our Singapore businesses are really also looking after after their staff. Uh, and, and that's actually, you know, the, yeah. the, my one key takeaway. And I can tell that the business has actually drawn both of you, you know, maintain if, if, if not drawn you guys closer together as siblings for business. So thank you so much for your time, both Lena Chan and Eric Chan, yeah, co-founders uh, for Mad About Souk. Thank you. Sucre. Mad about Sucre. Sucre, yeah. Sucre, actually, you got it right. Sucre is the right word. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much, bro. Thank you, my dear. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Before acting on the information on MoneyFM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.